Hello, hello. I've got you, Dow. GM, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Hey. GM. Uh, give me one second. Hello, everybody. Hey. GM to everybody in the chat. Hardcore dropped the mirror board there. Okay. I'll share my screen in here too for you guys. Tracks, you in a t shirt? You outside right now? Yeah, it's a good day. I agree. <laughs> 14 degrees Celsius. Not yeah. bad. Weather's looking good on Definitely. my end, too. You guys should follow my series on Lens. I'm doing Gachi Gardener. I'm setting up my garden, my IRL harvesters. <laughs> so I got collectible lens posts for you guys. They're free, free to collect. Just uh, uh, you got to be following my account if you're on Lens. And then my Calm, the opposite, going hiking later in a snow filled canyon. Okay. <laughs> nice. I I don't get the Fahrenheit stuff, man. I I don't get the the conversions. They they mess me up. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll get started. Yeah, sure. Let's get started. Uh, the mural board is in the chat. I'm just gonna go through some of the notes on my end before we get into the main stuff for today, and then we'll go from there. And I think we also have Al, who's going to be speaking today. He might be in here, uh, I think, near the end of the meeting. So and he'll be speaking on the kinship burn proposal. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's maybe start with... Uh, you know, the the Dow Media funding proposal, we did a post-mortem on it. And I talked to Coder Dan and I looked through some of the feedback, which honestly, I don't think there was a whole lot of specific feedback. But looking back through it, it seems like uh, in, in a general sense, those uh, that that proposal should have been two, ideally should have been two proposals. And so that's what we did. We broken up. We broken up. Uh, <laughs> sorry, look at China's uh, thing. Uh, yeah. So basically, the proposal that didn't pass should have been two proposals. The first proposal should have been uh, just for already completed deliverables, and then the second proposal should have been for future. Uh, looking you know forward looking uh funding for for dow hosting uh dow meeting hosting and media stuff so there's a few ways we can move forward uh i think i'm for my end i'm just going to focus uh you know on this proposal here and then probably have a subsequent proposal for continuous funding 
But I think what the Dow needs to decide on here is, um, well, I don't even know if they need to decide, but we just need to make sure we're all on the same page on uh, how the media is going to be delivered. And I want to make sure it's done in a way that everybody finds it useful, first of all. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely make sure I get a feedback form uh, by the end of the meeting out. Uh, but in a general sense, I think uh, maybe a centralized Avogadro Dow YouTube for content and, um, you know, Avogadro Dow Twitter uh, for announcements would be a great place to start for, you know, uh, making sure you have a line for comms and then you also have a line for delivery there. And, you know, if you want to stay up to date on what the Dow is doing, what I would do is I would go to the Twitter and I would just, uh, you know, keep your notifications on for that. So that way you're getting notified when there's a newsletter out, uh, when there's a new video, a YouTube uh, live stream, not a live stream, but a Dow meeting live stream out. Uh, you'll be in the loop that way. And so uh, that might also be a really easy way to track metrics too. So, you know, moving forward, we know kind of uh, how well it's working, you know, how many people are watching those videos. So that might be a nice, easy way to kind of uh, address some of the issues people were having or some of the concerns people had. And uh, I'm kind of curious to know what other people think about that. <clears throat> Just reading the chat. Is Hardcore trying the new tech this week? I'll be honest. I'm not really sure what Hardcore is building. I would rather uh, hear from Hardcore and, and see, uh, you know, what exactly that is. But uh, in the meantime, we're using the traditional, all the traditional um, tech, I should say. So, uh, yeah, just mirror board and, and all that usual stuff. Uh, no futuristic. Uh, yeah, uh, just give me a minute. I'll get through all this, and then, and then you can come up and speak on that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, media delivery, that's that there. Uh, established needed positions and deliverables. So I, th I think we, <laughs> we can all agree that we probably need uh, someone to host the Sunday Dow meeting. Um, I'm happy to continue doing it if the DAO is happy with that. Uh, streaming the call, we need someone streaming the call. It could be, uh, it could be live streamed. Well, it could be live streamed from the restream directly to the DAO YouTube. And that would be done kind of passively in a sense. Uh, processing audio and uploading to the the Spotify. That that's another uh, job. That can be done and then uh, aggregating information from discord discord general community and just kind of uh, uh you know um, getting getting like forum discussions uh, specific things people are saying specific community concerns uh that's kind of more of a uh yeah that's more of its own thing as well uh keeping weekly mirror boards substack clips uh that's another thing i wanted to get your guys's feedback on um do we I'll, I'll get a feedback form out there but do we find the mirror board useful are we liking the mirror board um kind of curious to know what you guys' thoughts are on the mirror board that hardcore puts together every week and uh 
you know, if, if we're finding it useful, I'm happy to keep going and, you know, using the Miro board as a way to uh, put together our meetings. Uh, I find them, you know, uh, for me, they're helpful because uh, I'm very much a visual learner. But, you know, like Mikey J is saying, I, I think Mikey J would prefer written agenda and bullet point format with links to forum posts and other relevant info. Hmm. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, no futuristic, seeing something simple. Um, yeah, and again, this is nothing against hardcore or anything like that. I just want to know in terms of a tool, if there's a better tool hardcore could use or, you know, even if it's just compiling everything into a Google Doc every week, I don't mind doing that. That's actually less work. So something simple shouldn't be a piece. Yeah, let's do a checkbox survey and I'll put to all formats people use. A checkbox survey and I'll put to all formats people use. Uh, so Mike Callum's asking, so Mikey J, is it something like what I got here? This is a basic, just like a Sunday Dow call, you know, what I have in mind. It'd be a lot, it would be a lot longer because we have more things to talk about, but this is kind of what I just threw together um, for the meeting on my end of things. You know, I could continue doing that, but, or we could just compile, you know, we can, as a team, compile everything into into one Google Doc. I don't mind doing that. I just don't know um, if we have any visual learners that would be affected by that, you know. Uh, also, no futuristic, like you do a lot of the clips and stuff. Do you find the mural board slides help you or are you using them in the clips at all? Or um, like, are you finding them useful? Hey, can I just uh, answer that question real quick instead of typing it all out? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the mural board is helpful. The mirror board in the current format has way too much information. I've conveyed this to hardcore before because I'm presenting a video. People learn in different ways, kinesthetic, visual, audio. This is the visual format. It can't be super complex and all over the place. I think it has to be made for like a five-year-old so that people can go back, understand, and if they have to do, and you as the presenter, present the information. I don't think the mirror board needs to be super complicated or have so much information because it creates information overload. And that's all I have to say. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well said. And, uh, you know, I totally agree. I think the whole purpose of the mirror boards is to actually uh, make it like an Eli 5 uh, kind of format where you have not a lot of text. It's, you know, mostly visual and then just getting the points across. Honestly, hardcore that I mean, that is uh, that's that's, a, you know, that's not too bad. But what I would like to see is just I think what, you, what no futuristic speaking to is even more simplified than that. Like, you know, just like even shorter bullet points, like not even sentences, just like the basic the bare bones of it. Yeah. Uh, another thing we'll talk about here in a second is just the AI tool stack because there are some tools that we can adopt here that will help. And I think one of the things that could help be helpful for hardcore is a, a meeting, um, not a meeting summarizer, a presentation summarizer. So it'll take all your points that you want to put in in your mirror board. It'll summarize them down to their basic elements, and then you know you could you could use that as your as your mirror board. Uh, let's read some other comments. Uh, Merkle tree. This is not very nice on the eyes, even for a visual learner. Yeah, it can be a little bit much sometimes. Uh, let's see. Where... 
Hefe, can you share a view only link of your actual working docs so Mikey and I can self follow? Uh, I would, but this is not the whole agenda for the meeting. This is just some notes I threw together uh, for just like this this little this little bit. But I'm happy to do that if if that's something that would be valued. Uh, I'm happy to just take notes every week and throw them up on a on a little uh, summary sheet for people um, to follow along. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm open to anything, guys. Like I'm, you know. The point here is to make sure the information is getting across. And if it's not, then we got to look at what we're doing critically and figure out what, what it is that's not working. And so what it sounds like here is um, the mirror boards could be useful in format, but the way that the information is being presented on the mirror board is, is a little bit too complex. That's what I'm hearing. It could be a, it could be a useful tool if we take an Eli 5 approach and really just the most basic of points for each subject and let me, you know, I can elaborate on each one, um, expand on each point. Uh, and then secondary to that is the, the written, written summaries. Um, <clears throat> Coder Dan, if people don't like looking at the board, then the board should be made in a more appealing way that makes them want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. I mean, if if we're using the boards and nobody's using them, then that's not really, you know, they're not going to be very useful. Uh, the slides in the mirror board are information overload. This is what I imagined as we saw. Yeah, they can, it can be a lot of information sometimes. And I think that's, that's something to work towards is just making it more simplified for sure. All right. So, I mean, that's that's one of the things there. What about the clips? Uh, I find the clips pretty helpful for specific segments. Um, you know, uh, I'm speaking to like the no futuristic clips. Oh, dump the clips. OK. And that's coming from the producer. So we we can't say <laughs> so we can't say we're. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not enough people want or need it. And no futuristic. Is that something you're seeing on your end, too, as a producer of these clips? You're on stage. Uh, generally, no. I wouldn't say uh, that because on Twitter, they get a lot of views. YouTube, the longer clips, like it's basically the shortest clips go to, to my Twitter. The medium clips also either go to Twitter or to YouTube. And then YouTube now for all of the uh, long clips. The short clips that are just like a summary of the subject, people jump in. The longer clips, not so much. But I mean, it, there's enough pushback that it's like, fuck it, who cares? If we get a concise summary, then that's probably more useful for some people, I like to be able to listen. I think the live stream is the most important aspect because that's that's an undoctored uh, stream of what's actually happening. So no one can accuse the record of being changed, which with these clips you can. Um, but the, I would advocate for the live stream, which I think Hefe can do. Or yeah. Bounty. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I'm uh, Zifa. In terms of uh, hierarchy, I do agree record the recording itself the the bulk you know the full live stream is probably the most important uh probably the most important because people can go in and catch up at the meet for the meeting after the fact um you know which i know is a huge issue for times our friends in other time zones 
uh, let's see. Uh, clips should be made for entertainment value, not information value. Uh, you know, I kind of agree with Coder. We had a conversation there, Coder Dan, in regards to that, that if the clips were to be considered value, valuable, the, uh, you know, there would be specific things that we would need to do to kind of make them fit what we're trying to make them be, uh, you know, as entertainment. And so, you know, proper thumbnails, you know, all the SEO optimization, <laughs> And all this stuff that I don't think no futuristic probably wants to even even do for these clips. You know, it was meant to be just like little uh, clips for people to access certain parts of the meaning. So I guess the the intended purpose doesn't really line up with what they should be. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if someone wants to catch up during the meeting for the meeting, they can go back. And what I can do is, again, another AI tool will take the most important parts of your meeting and I can make sure I, you know, say specific things at transitions and it'll actually pick up on those and uh, it'll highlight the most important, important parts of the meeting. So if you want to go back, you want to listen to a certain part of the meeting, I'll make sure that I have uh, little uh, places you can jump to in the video. Yeah, and I agree. Zombie Shepherd, you guys do a good job on A to Z of kind of covering a few Dow things. So maybe maybe that's the angle if you guys feel like, uh, you know, there's something entertaining that happened at the Dow call that you might want to get out there for your own channel. Um, you know, feel free to, to do that. So just looking back at Mikey J's comment, my ideal scenario, written agenda one to, one to two days beforehand. Uh, I could say, yeah, we could do a written agenda probably on a Saturday Saturday because we do get some last minute stuff usually on Friday. But uh, I got some I got some rules I'm going to lay down here, some really basic uh, things that should help with that. And yeah, so written agenda one to two days beforehand, recorded version of meeting available. Uh, yeah, I mean, that will be live streamed right to the Avagachi Dow YouTube. So if you're following the YouTube, you got your notifications on, you get pinged right after the right after the stream gets uploaded uh, on its own uh, meeting minutes distributed in one to two days following meeting that can also be done again uh, thanks to coder Dan there's a AI tool called fireflies.ai I don't think it works for discord so we might have to find some other way to actually like for it to actually watch what I'm doing or maybe I'll reach out to their team and see if they can, if they're looking for a Discord solution, but if you can listen to our Discord calls and actually just annotate a whole meeting, that might be easier. And then, you know, then you can get your meeting meeting minutes uh, distributed right after uh, the meeting instead of uh, you know midweek or later in the week. Like it usually takes time to develop a blog post. Uh, you know, maybe it gets just a simple uh, draft uh, minutes draft right after the meeting. Uh, so that takes care of the clips. That takes care of the mural board, the written agenda. Uh, okay. And then the last thing is the podcast. Do people listen to the podcast? Do you guys find, um, you know, listening to the audio recordings useful? I've heard they're pretty useful because people tend to like to listen to it when they're at the gym or on the move in the car, you know, that sort of thing.
Yeah, I think a podcast, honestly, is it should probably stay because I know a lot of people like to just do something else, like like gardening, and they might listen to the podcast and catch up. And that has a lot more value than a, a YouTube recording because podcasts are made to just kind of walk around and listen to. With YouTube, like you might get ads, they might turn off because like maybe you turn your screen off. Like there's a lot of kind of bad UX with watching a video on YouTube, trying to use it as a podcast. Yeah, YouTube can be clunky for podcasts. And so I, I agree with just stripping the audio down and just uploading it to the Spotify, which Zombie Shepherd has been maintaining. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of positive feedback for audio. Yeah, totally. Uh, would like to see us deploy content on Zencaster. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not really sure what Zencaster is, but I can look into that. Um, Uh, Mikey J, personally, I use the podcast recording since I'm usually listening while running or move, mowing the lawn. Nice. Yeah, totally. Yes, Spotify. Well, I mean, that's another thing for the podcast. I am pretty mindful of when I am hosting these meetings. I try to like verbalize everything. So I'm reading your chats. And, you know, I'm reading everything on my page here. I'm, I'm talking it out. I'm talking about what I'm doing, what I'm saying as I'm saying it. And so that way, uh, at least people listening to the podcast will get some context after all this gets removed. I try, I try and, I try and uh, be mindful of the podcast as well. Yeah, podcast is a must. I'm seeing strong support uh, for the podcast. Not everyone's auditory, of course. Um, so yeah, podcast is a key. And so of course that comes to uh, hardcore's job, which I think is is pretty important. Uh, you know, I work with him pretty closely on these meetings. And one thing I would say towards hardcore is, you know, and and I think he works really hard, but. I think you also put in a lot more time into this than, than is actually needed at this point because you have tools now that might actually be able to make your job easier um, you know, to, to put in maybe one to two hours instead of uh, countless hours into the meeting. Because I often find you get, uh, you get stressed out like doing all this stuff. And I can see burnout. Like I can see burnout in people. I wouldn't want – I would hate to see um, – community member like hardcore burnout because um because of workload so i have found um ai enabled tool that might be really useful for us as a DAO, as a co-pilot and uh yeah so i i think we should definitely talk about that because i think there's a way here to to reduce workload significantly and, and make you feel like your your efforts are going a long way And so the mural board, we're saying uh, that's a maybe if it can be simplified. Otherwise, Google Doc.
Yeah, I agree with Dr. Wagner's points as well there. Okay, uh, scheduled time slots. These are some rules. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get these out there somewhere so we have them. But uh, Friday cutoff for any submissions. This ties into Mikey J's point that he was talking about. If you guys want a meeting summary on the Saturday meetings, uh, I can definitely provide a meeting summary on Saturday every week. Uh, but the rule on my end is also no submissions after Friday. So if you ask to come on to the meeting and speak on Saturday, if you propose a, you know, you know post a proposal on Saturday, um, anything, you know, you put up a form post on Saturday, I'm not going to cover it. Uh, it's just, it's too short notice and, and just adds extra onto the meeting where there's already enough content. So usually, usually by Friday, there's enough content. Um, to fill out a meeting. So if you have anything to add to the meeting, especially if you're going to be taking a speaking slot, uh, reach out to me before Friday. Yeah, I agree. It tends to throw a wrench at the things and, uh, and sometimes makes the meetings disorganized having those last minute uh, entries. Uh, uh, again, interested speakers scheduled by Friday, please contact me before Friday. It would be better. Uh, and so you have, to, if you're going to be speaking at the meetings at all from now on, you have to contact me uh, to schedule a speaker slot. I'm not going to be inviting people up anymore. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like, hey, I need to, you know, say something for a quick second. It's not happening. Um, you need to schedule me if you're going to be speaking, especially if it's something, you know, I'll do my best to reach out to people. If you got a proposal that you're going to be speaking on and I can anticipate that. Uh, but that won't be every time. I think the responsibility should be on the proposer to schedule their time to speak. And I think everybody who is proposing on something should be able to speak on their proposal. So no more random assignments. I think that'll make the meetings more organized. And then uh, this is something I'm going to work on myself for myself. Uh, allocated time to each subject. And so I'm going to do the proposal review. That'll be like 10 to 15 minutes max. And then at that point, uh, I got myself a little timer on Amazon because that is this is a challenge I personally have. And so, you know, I like to go on and on about stuff. I ramble sometimes. It happens. Uh, but, you know, I'll try and keep it to 15 to 20 minutes per, per discussion. I'll have a little timer on my desk. It'll go off. So uh, those are just some basic rules. I don't think anybody's going to have anything against these uh, rules. They all make sense. I think it'll result in a more organized uh, meeting. Yeah, assuming the next prop for this structure goes through. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. I'm not going to take too much more time on this, but a few more things I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, DAO management tool stack, uh, that's something I kind of went over already. Robin AI, look into that. Uh, it's a co-pilot for DAOs. Uh, also, uh, Fireflies AI or similar note-taking app, in addition to like the socials, you know, YouTube, Twitter, all that, so. Uh, that's basically our little tool management stack. Uh, you know, depending on how people feel, we might just remove uh, Miro from the stack and just focus on, uh, you know, more simplified notes for everybody. If that's if that's going to be easy. Uh, DAO meeting mindset and practices. Oh my God, you guys are going to love this. Uh, this is Daoistry. Shout out to my Callum for <laughs> for showing me this. This is this site is so awesome. It's not it's not a project. It's not uh, something you subscribe to. It is literally just like big-brained 
DAO stuff, like how to be a good Taoist, you know, how to be a good person in a DAO. And they basically talk about here, uh, I'll go to Taoistry. So they have like these uh, topics, wide topics that cover DAOs in terms of practices and mindsets and, you know, how to basically uh, take on specific aspects of a DAO. I think there's there's one here that really just stood out to me. I think my calm you showed me this one was the check-ins. So there's a check the, what they're suggesting here is a check-in feed and this check-in feed would be a single source of truth for the community. You would have your collaborators so you know know where knowing where they can help uh, not just like with bounties but also proactively. Uh, so you know that's a contributor pool team coordinators and so we have our DAO leaders I would call them team coordinators to ensure that direction is coordinated and supported by the DAO and then you have your DAO joiners you know new people joining the DAO making sure that they're uh, staying in the loop and so it goes through this whole idea of check-ins and what that actually means I highly recommend you guys check this stuff out man there's a lot to read there's a lot to read here if you want to just nerd out on like DAO governance stuff um and I think, you know, looking into this stuff and adopting some of these things as our global mindsets might actually help us have healthier conversations in the DAO. So uh, maybe I might, look, I might look to summarize everything on this website and make a nice clean uh, like cheat sheet someday. Uh, or, you know, y'all are welcome to do that if you feel like you want to. Uh, but this is really valuable, really helpful information here. So check out Daoistry. some comments here there's some conversation going on <clears throat> i like this new structure i believe having a full plan on friday of what the dow call will discuss would be helpful having time slots during the dow call for these different discussions would make everything smooth and official a nice run of show document yeah thank you sir uh, no futuristic saying bounties are the way golden cross is pushed for us to use dwork bounty system and this is a perfect candidate for Use, it opens up an entire process to fair distribution of labor. Uh, that's uh, going team prop route instead of piecemeal bounties. Uh, I don't, I mean, specific to what? Um, I think that's, you know, our DAO's coordination is not really our strength as a DAO. So I mean, how, how are you thinking people taking these bounties will be able to coordinate on actually delivering, you know, you know same level or better? Yeah, uh, it's easy, and I've stated this in the forum post that I put up that you're all welcome to go read. Uh, this work is technical work in a lot of ways. It's dissemination of information. It's a live stream. It's audio, right? These th And the hosting. These things are very binary in the sense of success and failure. You're either doing it right or you're not. You can tell very easily if someone's audio is off, if the stream sucks, or if the host isn't good. If the notes aren't concise, if the summary, it's, there's not a lot of interpretation here. So I think it's a lot easier to set up a bounty where we have success and failure, easy to quantify as opposed to it being a subjective matter. So are you saying like a contributor pool for each of these positions? Yeah. Like so what, would... what I'm uh, in my forum post that I put up, basically I'm asking the question if we should fund a bounty pool for this work. And if we're going to fund it, then we would fund somebody to create the whole system and then have it implemented. Part of what I'm thinking here is that we open it up. It would be basically election-based. We use snapshot votes, uh, SIG props 
to choose the candidates once what we would initially do is leave it open to everybody to apply they can demonstrate their work on a special DAO call where we can bring candidates up and they can show that they can do this they can make their point for themselves we have a formal election and then these positions are bounties that run from one to six months i'm thinking one to three months just to keep it clean uh, people who have no reputation within the DAO, they can apply for this, but they would then be judged on a week-to-week -week basis. The week-to-week -week basis would be in these DAO calls at the end of the calls. Six months is long. I just said open it up to six months. I say one to three is probably ideal. And for new people who have no reputation, it's week-to-week. -week. At the end of the DAO call, we can do a quick informal poll that says, hey, guys, is this working or is it not? And just Based on those binaries of is the stream up, is the host doing his job, if we're doing that for the new people and they get vetted after a couple of weeks, they can now enter those bounties that are one month to three month. So then every three months, every one month, whatever, we have a new little quick election and see do we want to change the people who are the candidates. Part of this would also basically build an understudy system. So we have multiple people we know who can uh, host or who can live stream or who can uh, handle the mirror board per se or the document whatever we end up with so that there are backups so that the people who are in the bounty if they have a issue within their life we have someone that can step in we can discuss ways to compensate those people but i think if we we break it out into bounty systems like this it makes it much easier for the work to be fairly distributed because we're using the bounties it's a open process and uh, I, I think it can work it's more the most important thing here is to actually implement the system, which hasn't happened and which is what I'm starting with the uh, forum post. So definitely go mm -hmm. there and drop some feedback. I've been pretty uh, everything I've said here. I've gone into greater detail into uh, my ideas. J just check it out. OK, yeah. No, thanks for thanks for pointing us that way and checking that, you know, for us to check that out. I think it's an interesting idea. I would say the big pro there is we would be empowering community members like you know, I was telling Coder Dan the other night, uh, we have 50 to 60 people that show up in this call every Sunday. And in my eyes, all of you guys in here are going to be future DAO leaders. You're going to be uh, major members of the future Avagachi community. And, uh, you know, the way I see myself, uh, the way I would like to see myself is a mentor to all these people in here. And so I would love to see people from our audience coming up here and, you uh, you know, hosting a meeting or, uh, you know, doing one aspect of this thing in terms of bounties. I think that's a great idea. It opens up that uh, opportunity to move up. Now, one thing I say, I think we will give up in that process, probably consistency, at least in the beginning. I think there's going to be uh, a little bit more chaos, which is, I don't know, it might be fine, uh, but I don't really know what to expect. I think it's something to maybe... Uh, do a little small pilot program with or something and then see. Um, let's see. Coder Dan. I'd still like to see Avagachi DAO media team that could host meetings, create content, pump the numbers in a DAO attendance. Yeah. Honestly, I would, <clears throat> I would rather have a dedicated team uh, but still have the bounties. Like, I think there should be a bounty component to to like funding this sort of thing because you're right um there should be a contributor pool and so if there is a weekend where i can't do this for whatever reason there should be bounties available uh to to give to people to take on this sort of work and there should be trusted people in place that we can offer that work to
yeah, the squad should be get, should be the one giving up bounties. I, I'm I'm all for the idea of working groups, task forces. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I think DAOs could you know continue adopting that model of having little working groups uh, underneath uh, the main DAO and maybe eventually become their own entities. But uh, the yeah, the DAO shouldn't be reviewing reviewing bounties in, in Coder Dan's opinion. All right, I, I respect yeah. that. I mean, Jesse was the one that pointed it out, but I get that there's sometimes differences in opinions in here. So uh, I think the next step is then um, what's going to be the process for forming this team? Because realistically, other people can do this work. Not, I don't want to do it, to be honest. Like it's kind okay. of, well, other people can do this work. Are we opening this up to a competitive bid environment or is it just going to be this team is going to put something up and that's pretty much the end of the story? I was going to put up a revised prop. Can both, right? Can't, I mean, can't, yeah. we could theoretically have another group of individuals in the DAO that say, we can do a better job. So you could have multiple vendors if, or squads, if you will, competing for the same job, which is we, the DAO wants people to host the meetings, create the content. And uh, in my opinion, this team should also help with pumping the numbers of DAO attendance. So currently, the media, the Dow media team was the first ones to apply for this bounty, and fortunately, it didn't go through. Uh, so, I, in my opinion, it's a bit of an overreaction to say, "Well, let's let's throw away the whole idea of teams. Let's just go to the bounties and do that." Where, whereas, maybe what I'd be doing if I were in your guys' position was saying, "What like like you're doing now, basically? What does the Dow want, and how can we use our team?" And our skill sets to fulfill that and uh, secure maybe a three month uh, period for our team to, to, you know, to execute on that and prove that we have the skill set to, to do that. And once that three month period is over, uh, there could be another reelection. Hey, it's, I totally agree with that. what you're saying is a bounty. I mean, but it's not a bounty. It's a, it's a, a bounty for my, in most people's mind is like a small one off kind of thing. And it needs a reviewer, uh, so especially if like we're if we're using D work because right now we don't have anyone reviewing things on D work. So that's been the biggest challenge. We can't use D work, and I've been saying it for months. If the DAO yeah. doesn't want a review team, D work is useless. Yeah, that's basically yeah, gotta, it. I want to point out bounties without reviewers. I want to point out though, because uh, I, I think there's some misconception here. Uh, my part of the DAO media team, I, I didn't join a DAO media team. I initially signed up as a bounty. Like I was asked. I got feedback from the DAO to do this work. I started, I did it for free for a little while, applied for a bounty, got the bounty. So my, my approach has always been bounties, which I thought worked. And my bounty was a limited three. It's exactly uh, kind of the setup that I had before. So uh, that's where the, like, the media team thing doesn't really make sense to me because it was already a start of me as an individual coming in and fulfilling work. Yeah, I mean, I'll say the 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 reviewer in that case was me. I was the PM, so I was reviewing all those bounties. I was issuing them and reviewing them. It was one guy, but they did the DAO didn't want a review team at that point. I was pushing for that, and without a review team, I don't think bounties are all that effective because you do need oversight to actually manage the bounty, issue it, make sure things are being done right. You know, um, or the uh, the the other side of it is just having a working group that is uh, assessed by the DAO. And then they can issue their own bounties if they need. They can get an allocated budget for bounties. 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, we're going to put up a proposal for this working group. But if there are other proposals, like let's let's get them up there. Let's let's post alternative, you know, solutions. Dr. Wagme, the media team prop would have passed if been live longer and we had clarity on ThriveCoin. Agree with Dan that we shouldn't throw that concept away. Uh, the DWORK reviewers are easily sourced from prior paid uh, DAO contributions. Hardcore saying we can have reviewers just add every wallet that's worked for the DAO. Uh, sure, let's revisit it. That's Artcore. Oh, Mikey J, here we go. Uh, we really need a team to set up some kind of organizational structure. This harkens back to the organizational chart discussion from earlier. There needs to be some sort of logical structure in place. It needs to be a push, not pull. Now sets an agenda of work to be done, splits into business units, and elects members to those units to manage that area of the budget. I think if we take the old org charts and just replace leads with teams, we basically got it. Yeah, man, I think we were onto something there uh, when we were putting that stuff together there. And I don't think, you know, maybe not all the information in the boxes was congruent, but the the whole overall structure of that chart was actually quite beautiful. I think we should definitely revisit that. See if we can make use of that. Um, yeah, sorry for taking up a, such a large amount of the meeting here, but these are things that we wanted to, I wanted to make sure we straighten out moving forward. It seemed like a pretty uh, important topic. Uh, to go over. So we won't get through all the DAO discussion today, unfortunately. We can always roll over anything we don't cover to next week. Uh, but I'm going to move on from this. I appreciate you guys giving your feedback on all this stuff, and um, I'm going to take that into account when we put together a subsequent proposal. Yeah, the DAO never finished its statement of purpose. Seems like that would probably inform a lot of what type of squads the DAO needs. Speaking of squads and working groups, would the DAO be open to just forming a working group around the mission and vision statement? We have so much aggregated discussion and data and just stuff around the mission and vision at this point that I feel like if we were to put up a proposal to say, hey, look, we're going to get these 10 people together. They've been the most active with this discussion you know, we'll request a certain amount of a small budget to at least make sure the time is being um, allocated for this. And then just like crank out some statements here because I. Yeah, I mean, no futuristic. There's been nothing actionable. I agree. There's been nothing actionable that's been done with that. Uh, but I think at this point, we can no longer, like the DAO no longer has this uh, ability to say, well, I wasn't included in the conversation. Well, then you must have not been here for six months because we've been talking it for, for about it for that about that long. You know, um, I think we just need to run it home. I think we just need a team to run it home, honestly. And so if you're interested in some sort of a working group, I know there's like a bunch of people in here that would be very valuable to have, you know, on a discussion or a process like that. But. Uh, yeah. I mean, no futuristic. It's only a waste of time if we don't do anything with everything we've discussed. If we run at home, it's not a waste of time. It took a long time, but it's not a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's great material to source a lot of this information from, too.
Yeah, Anthony Shepard, I agree. Mission, vision, value. Okay, yeah, last thing here. Subsequent DAO meeting proposal. Uh, we'll, we'll get something together for that. Moving on. Uh, quickly going to just cover some proposals here in the past that are old proposals. Uh, let's see here. Actually, I'm just going to run to this thing and run through it because it's just easier. Uh, okay, so we have... Um, let's start here. Uh, liquidity provision, uh, reimbursement of the DAO. This one has, I believe, 18 hours left on it. Uh, created by Maxi Crouton. This is basically uh, filling us in on where the $7 million in liquidity allocation uh, has been going or what has been used. Uh, so these funds, $5 million used prior to the curve closing, came from the DAO wallet, and they took roughly $4 million worth of ghost and $1 million worth of die. So they need to reimburse the DAO wallet with the $5 million borrowed. So there's two options, either reimburse all the funds, 5 million in die, or reimburse 4 million worth of ghost in ghost. So it means using die to buy back ghost. Um, yeah. I'm getting distracted by comments here in the chat also. Uh, yeah, no futuristic. We need a mission and vision statement. We also need to fix the process of how we get there. These two statements are true. Uh, Dr. Wagme, Dr. Wagme, my take is that there's a vacuum of leadership to make the final push and translate discussions and ideas to execution. It's due to DAO structure, but I don't see how this gets better anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some challenges there for sure. Yeah, chicken and egg problem. I agree, Mikey J. So it seems like we're going back and forth about mission and vision. Uh, I think the way forward with that is honestly just to get a group together, get the DAO to sponsor them. Uh, we have more than enough discussion amongst the greater DAO and awareness amongst the greater DAO through discussions we've had that we are, you know, that we have this um, information. I'm just going to run through these proposals real quick here. Um, so, yeah, this one is, you know, four, one, two, three, four, five. You got six options here uh, on what you want to do, but basically how the this die will get reimbursed back to the original wallet. Uh, DAO meeting management and delivery. This is just my uh, one-time payment for work that I've already completed. Uh, 6.1 million out of 9 million quorum, and it seems like 89% in favor of that. And that's just asking for previous work uh, paid. Next up, you have Agip70, Alchemica and Glitter Task Force funding. This is funding for the Alchemica and Glitter Task Force. And so, yeah, Maxi Crouton, I'm just running through the proposals right now. Uh, if there are if there are any questions, I'll address them. Yeah.
Okay, so um, yeah, Alchemic and Glitter Task Force funding for the, for their team there, kinship channeling for immaterial, glitter and emission sinks and research, Maxi Crouton, Web and Umami, glitter raffles, Solo Geist, uh, Guild and District Tokenomics. That's Hardcore and Al, New Alchemica, New Alchemica and Glitter Sinks Ideation. That's Gachinomics and Coolness, and the Media Work. Yeah, what's so what's going on with the media work with this proposal? Because uh are like are these gonna be live streamed? Are these gonna be recorded calls that the DAO can go back and listen to? Uh because I know I, I think no futuristic, you were saying that was the whole point of being like on this team. Are is is the is the economics task force going to be like uh publishing publishing their their meetings or meeting minutes at least? Hey, uh, so, so far I've recorded all the meetings. Uh, I've chopped them up into the videos as appropriate. I provided them to Immaterial. Immaterial has, I believe, put them in a forum post that was about our Glitter uh, and Alchemica team. He's been using AI to summarize the clips I have and then put up the audio as well that I provide. So those are somewhere in this, I believe in this Discord. It might be in the Glitter and Alchemica Discord. Uh, I advocated for live streaming. The majority of the task force members did not want this live streamed. There was pushback due to people not wanting to dox their voices. Uh, so right now they're recorded and then uh, chopped up into smaller summaries and then Max uh, immaterial, I guess, throws them through Chat GPT and get GPT and get some summaries from them and post them somewhere in this Discord. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, as long as we know where they're at, uh, maybe I might go do some digging, or I might ask one of you guys um, just so we know where it is, so we can direct people if they're curious uh, about whatever's discussed lately. That's understandable. I, uh, I understand that with the doxing. Um, I, my my follow up question was actually going to be if they would like to get these uploaded to the Avagachi DAO YouTube because it is kind of like a DAO thing, so it kind of makes sense to to put that up there. But uh, yeah, some of them might be have some issues with that. Okay, and then so this funding, uh, yeah, so. The, they are asking for five hours of work per week at 25 ghosts an hour for each of the members on a monthly rolling basis. So total funding for this month will be 10 members times 25 ghosts an hour times five hours a week times four weeks. So this is another thing we should discuss uh, here is the last couple of weeks we've seen proposals denominated in ghost. Uh, we're seeing proposals denominating USD, and we're seeing proposals denominating Ghost converted to USDC. I think as a DAO, we should probably have a standard way of funding projects. Um, you know, I don't know whose responsibility that is to create those standards, whether it's as a DAO with to vote on that or if that's just like a treasury thing. Uh, but you know, like this amount will change if Ghost goes to a dollar fifty like it has been in the past, recent past, this is um, significantly more than probably where it's at right now, probably like a dollar or seven or something like that, like that, right? Um, so I think we should make sure we're denominating everything in standard price. Like if we're, if we're going to be going USDC, I would like to see everything denominated in USDC. Um, you know, 25 ghosts an hour can change it. That, that amount changes every day now because of the volatility, um, 
you know, unbound ghost token volatility. Short-term projects and bounties in Ghost. Longitudinal projects and teams in DAI and use the equivalent of Ghost. What's the? Can you elaborate on that? Like, what's the logic behind that? I mean, to me, it seems like you could just do everything in in DAI, and that would probably give you an optimal estimate of like how much work is worth. To get the text excerpt. Working on Avogadji DAO live events task force, but also as a waste of time. My biggest reason for not wanting to contribute more in DAO right now is that the fact there's no structure and process. It's just not the type of like selling. Uh, Dr. Wagme, uh, volatility, volatility isn't as much of an issue for short term deliverable. I'm also fine with just using DAI. I think what it's going to create long term is probably uh, probably some resent um, situation specific resent where projects short term bounties tend to get lucky <laughs> and ghost token pumps and it's like well two weeks ago our you know our sig prop core prop process is always two weeks so it's like well two weeks ago the DAO agreed to pay you five thousand dollars. And now we've just paid you $7,500. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if it's just good fiscal treasury management. Because it's like, yeah, we just we just literally paid this guy more money because the ghost token pumped over the last two weeks. Um, and so I think it is a conversation to have because we never really thought about this in the past. Ghost token was comfy. It was stable. You could guess that over a two-week period, it's probably not going to do very much. Uh, but now that's not the case. I mean, imagine, imagine agreeing to this five thousand ghost, um, you know, amount, and then two weeks from now we get some sort of a crazy pump or a lot of money coming in. It will happen, and you know, ghost token is now two dollars, and so our initial five thousand dollar payments now ten thousand dollars. And I agree, if it's a small bounty, if it's like you know, we're paying someone two hundred ghost or something to do like a little one time thing, maybe that makes sense. Especially if we're, you know, that person is banking on the future ghost token price and is maybe asking for a little less ghost than they would ask for in dollars an hour, then maybe that makes sense. But I just, I don't like this double standard that's forming here of making some things in ghost and some in USD. I was actually told by a director recently to change a ghost proposal to USD, USDC because the directors didn't feel comfortable doing swaps. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I was told. And so then to see something denominated in Ghost, it doesn't make sense anymore. I think everything should be denominated in USDC or DAI. I'm just going to read some comments here. Hardcore, when people get allocated funds, the funds should be purchased and staged. The price at disbursement is irrelevant. If you bought them... If you bought them the ghost when they passed the prop, I mean that was another thing I put out there is if we're going to denominate them in ghost, then uh, you know like one of the proposals I put out there before all this, uh, it was denominated in ghost at the time of the sig prop snapshot. 
So if it passed, it would be paid out. At, you know, that ghost would be purchased when the SIG prop passed or when the core prop passed. I mean. Uh, Trislet, another good point here. Trislet, there's a chance that it also goes the other way, though. Accepting ghost means also accepting it might go down and the payout is less than accept expected. True, but then now you shift that, you know, you shift that, that those negative emotions from the DAO that's paying it out to now the contributor who's getting paid. And now they feel shafted because it's like, well, I asked for ghost of 5,000 ghosts two weeks ago and ghost is now 50 cents. Uh, well, it's only worth 2,500 bucks now. So that's to me, that seems like, you know, it would be the, it would be on the person asking for the ghost at the end of the day, but like, this is not going to feel good, you know? Uh, Dr. Wagme, maybe let's just do die. That way we guarantee no sell pressure on ghosts and perhaps have buy pressure. Our Dow treasury is largely in stable coin anyways. I agree with Dr. Wagme's point, to be honest. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page with this because I think it's going to start. I feel like over time, there's going to be specific situations that arise that might cause uh, either negative sentiment towards the Dow specifically or negative sentiment you know, inwards towards the person asking for this money. Um, I agree. Yeah, no future. I agree. I agree with this since we do have stables. Uh, Musashi, soon you have to learn to denominate other things than the fiat dollar. <laughs> that day is coming for sure. Uh, that's what we do with PC salaries for some. Okay. Well, it sounds like, you know, people aren't like against being paid and die. And I'm not, I'm not either. Certainly moving forward, I'm happy to just request everything I request and die just uh, for clarity purposes. It's a unit of measure measurement. We all understand and, and can um, compare from one proposal to the next, probably easier accounting for the treasury too. Right. So. Okay. Uh, Maxi Crouton, I'm planning to submit a draft of a standard form for funding request. Didn't have it this time. Okay, perfect. Yeah, looking forward to that. Coded dance will round walk for a while. Okay, so you don't want a USD denominated amount. It's so like 2,000 worth of ghost. 2,000 worth of ghost. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what, what we can do here. Um, I'm a little confused by Choyna's comment. Uh, as a director, I want to see the request in the token and a number of that token, not a token in USD. So the easiest way for, for accounting would just be to say, we want 2,000 USD worth of ghost. Because So then when they receive it, it's still 2,000 USD worth, so they can still, uh, if they needed to pay for something in USD, they, they could do that. Uh, or they could just ask for 2,000 die. Like if they want to get ghost, can't they just ask for it in a die denominated amount? Oh man, I wouldn't sleep very well if I did that. Because honestly, think like the way I think about it is if you say I want 2,000 USD worth of ghost, <laughs> my DJ and part of my mind is I'm like, I'm like hoping I get a lot of ghost, right? But if ghost pumps, then at the end of my two week period when it's time to get paid out, it's like, all right, well, I got half the amount of ghost. It's just. Right, keep 
getting kicked off the stage. I don't know. Why. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can still uh, hear you. Okay. Yeah, so I just I, is, do the directors have an issue with that? I'm trying to. Well, yeah, it just it was a point that okay, was brought China up to me by. That. Okay. Yeah, it was a point that one of the directors brought up to me that they were they were concerned about the way um, that there's no uniform way to to ask for funding from the treasury and that people are coming up with starting to come up with their own ways or or you know there's no uniformity there at all and so maybe sticking with one unit like die might make sense across the board. China, why would you need to swap it though? Well, you don't need to swap anything. You have the ghost, right? Are we saying because you don't have ghosts that you need to swap? I'm assuming that the Dow Treasury has ghosts, so you would just be paying out the ghosts at a certain rate. Basically, the, the, the ghost USDC rate on that day. You can just do spot. We could just, couldn't we just, that could be part of the proposal template that all ghost is paid in spot calculated at the USD rate when the transaction is created. We don't do any like fancy, you know, rolling averages or anything. We just pay at spot, whatever the rate is when we make the transaction. So generally it's not going to change that much in two or three hours or within 24 hours when the proposal, uh, when the transaction to disperse the funds is made. I mean, okay. the Gnosis safe will tell you the price of it, I think. Yeah, Mikey J saying we could use the CoinGecko API as a truth source as well. Uh... <laughs> so what you guys do at Pixelcraft is, you know, if someone's getting paid, let's say $1,000 or $2,000 every two weeks, you would, at the end of the two weeks, you would just pay them in Ghost at whatever price the Ghost is at there, right? So if it's a dollar, they would get two thousand ghosts, and if it's like two dollars, yeah. they get a thousand ghosts. Is that right? Yeah, I mean it is volatile. I can get that if it did go up twenty percent or down twenty percent in that period that it takes the directors to sign a transaction, that that people that could be there could be some annoyance there. So uh, I get it. It's a volatile coin, and we have five signers nine signers of which we require five from around the world. So it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just going to move on through some of these proposals. I think we might just have enough time in the meeting just to get through these uh, proposals active right now. And then we'll follow up on our other deeper discussions um, next week. So I uh, just wanted to touch on, I see Maxi Crouton is in the house. So if you would like to come up on stage, sir, and speak a little bit about the Dow Director's Treasury Officer role and your running of it, uh, that would be great. Otherwise, I can just, I'll run through this proposal, just a brief overview of it. Let's see Maxi's typing. Yep, five minutes. Sure. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I can. Yeah, I'll. I'll go. I'll come back around to this one. Uh, channeling Alchemica through a minus two kinship burn. This was initially brought up by Yannick, and so Yannick and Al have worked together on this, 
to put together a re, you know, an iterated, iterated proposal. So this proposal reattempts to change the kinship mechanics so that kinship points are burned during each gachi channeling event. And so additionally, a new rental permission will also be added for Avagachis that will default to that on default be set to no to avoid player friction with accidental kinship burning. So that was I think that was one of the issues that was brought up. Uh, some benefits of this proposal. Uh, players will immediately face trade-offs for how to use kinship. So this adds a little bit of strategy into your rarity farming. Rarity farming as well. Uh, I think another uh, side effect of this is we'll probably see a lot of higher kinship gachis, probably no longer channeling, uh, which you know it might reduce emissions on Alchemica as a result as well. Uh, alchemic admissions should lower as players opt to save points for kinship leaderboard ranking funded by Avagachi protocol instead of spending them to expand their gachi versus assets. So there's some uh, graph of uh, emissions. Assuming the top 150 gachis stop channeling. And just some real potential risks here. Players with newly summoned or low kinship gachis will lose channeling abilities if they want to, their kinship to grow. Uh, Counter-engagement is less engagement with Avagachis overall due to expected loss of channeling. So this proposal is 3.9 out of 9 million quorum with 3.1 million uh, votes in favor of that 79%. Uh, is, uh, we've, we've discussed this proposal, or not this proposal, but we've discussed this topic pretty extensively. If, if Al or Yannick do have anything to say on it, um, you know, uh, feel free to type in the chat or, uh, you know, can speak on stage very briefly. Oh, Discord's being very weird right now. Uh, Hefe, can we mention Ghost Ship? I will mention Ghost Ship very quickly here. T-Bird has been working really hard on uh, Ghost Ship. He's been working hard seasonally on the Ghost Ship. And uh, we want to represent Avagachi on this uh, amazing... Um, this, this, these voyages he goes on by uh, Avagachi. Does anyone have a picture of the Avagachi sail that he's trying to get made right now? So he wants to put an Avagachi logo, a giant Avagachi logo on his sail because what he's finding is just the two hours or three hours that he spends on a charter with his clients. Uh, many of them become curious about Avagachi and it's become a great uh, moment for him to kind of onboard people through these sailings. And so I think there's a opportunity for the DAO to embrace this a little bit and actually get an official commissioned uh, sail for the Avagachi, for the ghost ship, honestly. And, uh, you know, T-Bird, if you'd like to, you know, uh, mention some of your conversions there, I know you, I know you've had some really great conversions just on these charters with one gentleman, I think, specifically buying, like, he's up to 13 gachis at this point. Um, this guy, he really got the gachi bug during one of the sales. I think there might be a couple other cases like that. But it's uh, it's definitely something where the DAO could uh, have an onboarding experience on the water. And, uh, you know, by looking at the first designs of the sail there and T-Bird's quote, it doesn't sound like it'd be a super heavy 
expenditure for the Dow and something that would be evergreen, you know, so long as the sale, you know, for as long as the sale lasts, it would be an evergreen promotional and onboarding opportunity with T-Bird. So I wanted to get that out there, get people thinking about it. We've been joking around about the ghost ship for like a year, year and a half. But I think maybe it's time that the Dow seriously considers this. There's a forum forum discussion going on in the Discord Dow thread if you want to check that out. Uh, but I think we have a we have an opportunity here. We should check that out. Yeah, you you onboarded, yeah, Tashina Miguel. And honestly, doing a live stream with uh, him on the on the on the boat was pretty amazing. But anyway, back to back to the proposal review here, real quick. Maxi Crouton, are you in the house? Can you come up on stage real quick? Just talk about your uh, your role as Dow Director. Now I'm running for the the Treasury position. Maxie's taking his nightly Sunday bath. <laughs> you know what? It's all right, sir. If you can't come up, I'm just going to quickly run through your proposal here, give people an idea where it's at, and uh, and then we can always um, you know, discuss further. Um, so this is the Dow director, Maxi Crouton, and this is the running of the first ever Dow Treasury Discord or the Dow Foundation um Treasury officer. Cool. And so the purpose of the treasurer would be ensure all movement of funds as to the Dow is completely clear without misinterpre misinterpretation possible. Ensure all movement of funds is smooth. Swap contracts have sufficient funds. Transfer of funds is done in a timely manner. Prepare a monthly summary of the Dow treasury that is accessible to all. Stay informed about Dow proposals, ongoing funding, and the status of the treasury. And so... Uh, what I've heard from the Dow directors is that, you know, and their sole purpose as Dow directors is to be the signers of trans transactions. But of course, uh, what I've seen in the last couple of weeks here is that there's a lot more of an involved role uh, with treasury management here amongst, it's distributed right now amongst the nine directors, but there has to be a role that specifically takes care of this so that the other eight can simply just focus on signing of transactions. And so I, I see I see this being the the position for that. Uh, Dr. Wagme, I'm a strong advocate for Maxi in this role. I would love to see him work with Mikey J and Etree in making this work viewable and accessible to the community. Maxi is a steal of this price for such an important job. Hmm? Yeah. Are, uh, are there any deliverables associated with this? Uh, so like his, yeah. So in terms of deliverables, uh, monthly summary, okay. Yeah, the monthly summary is the hard deliverable, but I think there's mm -hmm. also some um, just like passive stuff that he's like ongoing stuff that he's going to be doing here. It sounds like. Now, how are we open? So this is kind of a little side. Uh, thought, but are we open to using like AI tools to actually like generate these treasury reports, or is that something that? Um, well, you know what? I'll I'm not an expert on this. I'll leave it to 
to Maxi, but I'll definitely reach out to you, Maxi, in your DMs because I got some I got some ideas. But uh, very happy with this. And uh, are there one more question? Are there any uh, additional people running for Treasury officer, or just within the directors, you guys feel comfortable just uh, nominating Maxi as the as the inaugural like the inaugural officer? Here we go. Invite to speak. Maxi Crouton, welcome. Hey, hello. Do you hear me? Yep. Oh, GM, yeah. GM. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm running for this role. Um, and yeah, uh, in fact, uh, between the directors, uh, I was a bit the guy that is, uh, I mean, uh, uh, asking to everyone to, I would say, sign the transaction because we need to fund, I would say, the buyback contract or, or so on. And yeah, uh, one day I, I said, oh, maybe I can um, apply for this role because uh, I was always, uh, I was asking people to sign transaction and so on. And yeah, I, I said, oh, okay, I can maybe ask DAO what uh, the DAO think about this role and, and take it. But I think it's important to have someone to, which have, a, I would say, a big picture of the DAO funds and uh, what we have and uh, what has to be done, like uh, funding the contracts, interacting with them to change the buyback amount and buyback, uh, yeah, buyback amount per day and so on. So yeah, I think it's important to have someone to do this role. It's not, I would say, a big role. It's why it's not, I would say, paid a lot, but uh, I'm I plan to take like two or three hours every morning to do this role. Um, yeah, doing the summary is also a, a part of the role, but I don't think it's the main uh, deliverable uh, of this role. This role, it's more to ensure that all uh, movement of funds are fluid, uh, no booking time, in uh, and I mean, uh, just really a funding uh, process that is. Fluid. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. I, I see people in the chat saying that you're already sort of doing this, you know, on a a voluntary basis. So it seems like uh, they they feel comfortable uh, from what I'm seeing in the chat uh, with you being in this position. Uh, to Dan's point, what are some of the you know in in, in addition in addition to the uh, monthly summary of the Dow Treasury, are do you see there being other like hard deliverables? Or is this more of a, like, you know, the treasure role is more of like an ongoing role. You have things, like you said, two to three hours every morning that you're going to be doing specific to uh, treasury management. Um, um, no, I think that the treasury management is for the DAO. To, and the DAO has to, to vote uh, on which protocol DAO want to put the treasury to, to yield on it. But I will uh, maybe I can advise uh, the, the the DAO and ask for the protocol. Uh, I would say be the the reference person to communicate with the other uh, protocols to to yield on the treasury. But uh, okay, yeah, I, I mean I, I can, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I can. So like, uh, so I guess being you know. The advisory part of it's also an additional, I guess, would be an additional, not deliverable, yeah. but like a benefit. 
Yeah, the, the art deliverable was really the the uh, monthly summary uh, of the DAO treasury because sometimes we have uh, people asking in the DAO discussion channel in the Discord uh, what was this transaction uh, or uh, uh, why is the contract not funded and <laughs> uh, someone has to answer answer these these questions. So okay. Yeah, so you would be the point of contact essentially for like these sorts of concerns, also. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I guess it sounds like you already have been, <laughs> you already have been the point of contact for this, and so uh, you'd be taking on basically a lot of those distributed uh, roles that the nine directors are sharing right now, and you'd be taking care of that with the nine direct, the other eight directors being basically just signers or executors of these transactions, right? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's really to have one person that will be uh, focused on having everything going smooth in uh, the every funding request. So yeah, uh, I don't think I, I think it's the role of every director to be uh, aware of what uh, the DAO the DAO is uh, doing. But yeah, you you can't be aware of that. You have to to interact with the buyback contract to to lower the amount uh, every day or you can be aware of everything so i think that we have we have to have someone that is i would say managing or uh with leading the the, the directors totally. yeah yeah totally i mean to mccallum's point just one last question here uh do you see there being a term length specifically for no, not the dive director role but specifically the treasury officer role do you think there should be I don't know, like a specific term, amount of time before reaction uh, for that. What do you mean? Uh, didn't get it. For the uh, so for the you know for the DAO directors, that's already been established. When there's re reelection, should there be a re you know an established uh, amount of time for the treasury officer uh. to be in that role, or do you see that election coinciding with the next director's election? You know what I mean. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that to be honest. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, no, I just uh, want your opinion. I just want your thoughts on it. If even if you haven't thought of it, uh, uh you know, how are we thinking about re-elections uh, for this specific role? Yeah, we we can have re-election, but I I I'm planning to I plan to to be a long time uh, with a community member of the Avagachi protocol. So. But yeah, we can have re-election for sure. <laughs> I'm open to it uh, if someone wants to to apply for this role. Uh, in fact, uh, well, we we're can. not talking about re-election right now. We we want you to be this, <laughs> but, but but yeah, no. What I'm saying is, you know, it just it might be a good idea in your core proposal to add a you know add something in there that says, um, you know, this this treasury officer role will also go up for re-election when the rest of the director roles go up for re-election i think it's once a year right that we're supposed to have a re-election yeah yeah for sure uh, but i mean if i'm not re-elected obviously we have to have another uh, treasury future but yeah uh, i i will ask uh, for the corporate to uh i would say to to mention that uh mention what we said well it sounds like the dao is big fans of you being treasury in this treasury officer role and you know we appreciate you taking that up 
Um, couple, and, just a couple yeah. quick things for yeah, me here. Is, is, yeah, the directors, the, the director's group is unanimous with supporting Maxi Crouton into this role. He has been enthusiastic and, and showed demonstrated expertise in his understanding of the contract language and interaction with it. Um, the only thing for me on the term length is, is if we have a bad signer for a year, if we have a bad director for a year, it's not going to be detrimental to the directorship operating because we could just essentially dance around that individual. Um, but if we have a bad officer committed for a year, we won't have opportunity as a DAO to improve our process for an entire annual. And I'm not necessarily in love with that. I think that if we did quarterly elections for the officer roles, it's a really easy way to keep a temperature check on, on contribution and efficiency. And I anticipate that Maxi would roll for this treasurer every quarter, practically unopposed, and it would be kind of just clerical, honestly. But it gives us as a DAO an opportunity to have a say in the particular operational capacities. The director signers is one thing, but in these officer capacities, we're going to want to see some really high quality performance from these individuals. You're, okay. you're, you're, not, you're not speaking specifically to Maxi here. It sounds like you're talking more long-term over, over a longer period of time, that there could be a day where you have an officer that maybe isn't exec, uh, you know, uh, performing to the level that the DAO is happy with. In that case, at least there's something put in there, a clause in the structure where the DAO could actually hold a, a quarterly re-election to remove that individual as an officer and get somebody else in there who who's willing to kind of step it up if I'm getting that correctly. Sorry, I got lost in discord. Yeah, exactly. My thought on it because there's not just the treasurer position for Maxi Crouton, the foundation formation documents alluded to a president and a vice president role. Those are not being activated at this time, but eventually, uh, if there's a need for those, we'd also want to kind of enunciate what those performance successes look like for those increased compensation roles. Just uh, just something to consider. Okay, so quarterly could be a could be an option there. Uh, Maybe quarterly is quite uh, I would say uh, too often. Uh, I would most like every six months or six months or mm -hmm. year. I don't know, but uh, I'm, every... I'm, a, I'm just a bad. I'm really bad at devil's advocate. My, I really am bad at it, and it's a, it's a problem of mine. But if you screw something up in a month, this isn't about you specifically, like Hefe said. This is, I, I'm completely supportive of you in this role. But if any of the officers screw something up in a month, I think that would already be the DAO wanting to exit that, that operational capacity, uh, and we'd be married to it for the next five months. And so just, uh, just I, I like frequency, but that's just my opinion in general. Yeah, but, but I, I can't really arm the DAO, I think. I, I'm not making any decision. I'm I'm like uh, leading the, the, I would say the directors to, 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 to do the transaction on time, in due time, but I'm not really, I, I can't really arm the DAO, I think, because, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I, I can, in fact. Uh, yeah, actually, so Coder Gans is putting a thing here, Clause 39, from uh, this is from the Constitution. The directors have the power exercisable by director's resolution to appoint or remove the secretary or any assistant secretary, uh, provided always that there shall at all times be a qualified person as defined under the Foundation Companies Act appointed as a secretary. Uh, and no secretary shall cease to hold the office until a qualified person has been appointed. So it seems like actually the other eight directors at any point 
really could remove this person. It wouldn't have to be a quarterly re-election, actually. It would be a, this person sucks. Let's get them out of there. You know, it would be, you could, you could actually take care of it that very month that the issue arose, I think. Yeah, but, but I agree that we have to, to, spec to specify a time in the proposal. Otherwise, uh, uh, even if you have some, someone that is, I would say, bad uh, at uh, his job, uh, if there is no proposal, uh, I would say, uh, if there is an automatic uh, election, re election uh, every, uh, every year, uh, it will be hard to, I would say, fire him because you will have to have someone that is, uh, that is making the proposal to fire the, the bad person. But uh, yeah, I think it's, good to, it's important to have to specify a time in the proposal. Yeah, cool. I'm in. I'm in all of it. Yeah, with the recallability to be called on spot in the demand or need of, uh, that's very comforting as well. Actually, thanks, Dan, for checking back on that charter language. Um, and in general, Max, Maxi, if you maybe just set it for six months and/or on the annual when the foundation directors close, um, as long as there's an opportunity for other people to naturally nominate themselves to be it for the next annual, and as long as the directors have the ability to recall uh, bad performance at will, then I'm satisfied. I just want to clarify some of the language here with Coder Dan, what he posted there. Secretary and officer, are they the same thing or is secretary completely different? Is that referring to like a director? But yeah. I, yeah so the, the foundation must have the secretary. And yeah, just to be clear, he's not applying for a secretary. He's applying for treasurer which uh, if you search the doc for that word doesn't come up so um it seems like this isn't a position that is covered by the, the foundation it would be more of like an off chain uh, on a, like a, an on-chain kind of position but i I'm, I'm checking here i don't think there's anything about this, uh, reference uh, there to the president and vice president and the officer roles. I thought all three of those were kind of grouped together in the definitions of the officers. Yeah, I'm checking. So someone needs to build a Avagachi DAO constitution bot with GPT-4 so we can just ask it these things during the meeting. And then Yeah, you can probably just dump this entire thing into chat GPT and, and ask it questions. You know what, FA? It's a great idea, man. We have Spark. We have Spark trial from Community One with the team over there. We could, I could easily uh, just feed it this pet charter formation of the directors, and it'll at least know better than any of the nine of us what the hell's going on. Yeah, Dow Charter Bot. We can do it. I mean, here's the thing, dude. Like the last couple weeks, I've been so excited. I've taken some time away from everything else in my life to focus on AI and level up my skills there because it really, you know, I feel almost superhuman using some of this stuff sometimes. It's really incredible. <coughs> uh, Dr. Wagme, we can use our SOP for removal of Maxi for of Maxi if he ever goes rogue. Perfect. That's, that's exactly, yeah, as long as those, those rails are in place. As long as anything in the SOP supersedes, you know what I mean, in terms of hierarchy, as long as this DAO constitution does not have hierarchy over, uh, it doesn't say anywhere that it does, but, you know. 
Um, there's yeah, there's really cool tools we can go through, but I'm not gonna waste um, time on that. Maxi Crouton, uh, this has been a good conversation. I think the DAO overall fully supports uh, you know, your role as Treasury officer. I think we need to make some clarifications regarding the Constitution and just make sure we have either terms for removal uh, or we have a term for serving the position. Uh, one or the other, either would be okay. I think the DAO uh, is more leaning towards just honoring the Constitution and possibly using the SOP as a backup. Um, but if Coder Dan finds that clarification in the language, um, we can. Yeah, I don't see anything about. Uh, I think that might have gotten removed because we didn't have a need for it. But I'd have to look at the previous versions. This changes the process a little bit. If the charter doesn't have any language in it, defining it or sorting it, then we're self defining it, which I'm still supportive of it. And I'll speak as one of the nine directors that I'm very supportive of one individual being essentially responsible and liable for screwing up the transaction spin-ups. Uh, so that way it's not just a, a haphazard thing where whoever's available wants to participate suddenly is, is able to do it. There's gonna be a difference in quality and expectation if we create a, a single point that's liable for creating those things. A little bit like how Big Flex is always a core prop writer. We don't all just do it willy-nilly. There, there is kind of a, a, a pipe and so I'm still a big supporter of that for Maxi Crouton to have that role amongst the DAO directors. It has shown itself to be the most needed role right now at this stage of our maturity as an organization. We need someone to help guide and be responsible for the transaction management, um, but maybe we just need to get some better definition of exactly what we're looking at if that is not already in the charter. Just, just to clarify, when you say liable, um, so that's a legal word. So really like really we sh there should be no situation where one individual oh he got bribed when he leads to you know i'm sure he'll be right back here mid-sentence <laughs> but yeah this, there he goes i keep getting booted every time i talk I keep getting booted um just before i get booted again uh every all the signers like when you sign you should be verifying don't just blindly sign and that, that, that's really for all the directors like if someone it make mistakes are made right and people people need to the signers also need to double check the work of anyone who's creating a transaction it's very important yeah, so sure. so i like that go ahead maxi uh yeah for sure i i i think uh, i'm sure i can't arm the dow because i will just uh, i would say uh uh, make sure that the transactions are done in, in due time and I will not be able to sign on transaction of myself on myself so all the other uh, directors will I would say uh, will still be liable for what they sign so yeah uh. Yeah, I think we're just crossing a little bit of wires here. Choyna brought up a good point there too. So like, is this you know, treasury to just the directors themselves? Because if so, then then I'm anticipating a better uh, like service capacity allowed to directors via the director officer. Um, or is this like Dow treasury advisor to the Dow overall at large? Yeah, well, if it's not mentioned in the if it's not mentioned in the constitution, I think you make a good point. We should make sure we're defining the uh, 
you know, define, like giving a context. Is it a director acting as the f treasury officer under the directors or is it a treasury officer as a, and you know, it's a, it's just something to specify. Is it a treasury officer that is an advisor to the Dow foundation? Uh, Trislet, I see part of the treasure role being to build the transactions and documenting them well enough that the other directors can verify what they're signing. Uh, I agree totally with that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right, in my opinion. Too. Perfect, because that's exactly my my thoughts on it as well. And so it's not so much liability, Dan, you know, in terms of like Maxi is responsible for the quality of the transactions themselves or like the execution of it. We as directors choose what we sign and don't sign. That's up to us and our due diligence to examine each transaction. I'm explicitly looking for what's the increased labor load to justify the treasurer role. So the reports are nice uh, and then spinning up with the transactions and documentation of, of all the actual mechanical setup. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we feel like we're we're pretty content with this uh, proposal here? I think there's some feedback specifically on the terms, uh, the term of the role, and the relation of the role uh, to um, the relation of the role to the rest of the the foundation. Uh, if if you guys have if you guys want to continue this conversation further, uh, Maxi Creton, is there a Dow? forum post that people can uh discuss this continued discussion in oh uh, yeah i will drop a link in the discord channel perfect uh. appreciate that uh, okay avagachi anata collaboration that's uh, that was posted by hero uh i don't know very much about anata nfts unfortunately if somebody does anata yeah. Yeah. So Anada, Anada is a moon kick right now. Old, old friend Moon um, bought an Anada NFT with his RB airdrop, and he's been exploring over there, and he's gotten pretty bullish, and he sees some synergy potential. So Anada is an on-chain NFT that is used as kind of like your uh, on-chain VRM model. So it's like a three-dimensionally rendered uh, Wafu. And so they're cute. There's like 1,900 of them. They're pretty high commodity in that 0.7 to 2 ETH range, floor zone. Uh, it's just a different project doing a different thing um, that somebody is exploring a synergy potential. I would approach this Anata uh, proposal a little bit kind of like a nouns, Avagachi proposal type situation. So someone is uh, making a proposal for some synergy deal making. Some gachis go to them, some Anatas come to us. Um, the thing that killed me in the, in the proposal initially is that something like four to seven Anatas are being requested to be secured. And I just don't know uh, what we'd do with them, quite honestly. We could be creative and, and, and see it, but the custodial ownership or you know, group community ownership of these Anatas, I'm trying to find the use case of who would be uh, doing the puppeteering quite, quite literally. Um, but it's a synergy proposal at its, at its highest level. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate him putting this up here and, you know, putting the request out there. But I think in terms of like collaborating with other projects, especially if it's the DAO, I would at least at minimum probably like to speak to the Nada founder and even get a vision for what, what they're trying to do. 
and you know have a deep understanding of of how these how their project could help us and how we could help them if it's mutually beneficial then it makes sense um spending ten thousand dollars on four to five of these things i mean we might as well you know there's like hundreds of other nfts i could think of that i would like to doubt to buy but um i don't really have a specific opinion of this one and i don't know how many anata nft uh fans that we have in the DAO, but if it's a significant amount and you know we know the project and they're you know that project is willing to come over on our side here and uh, kind of discuss some synergies i think maybe there's there's an opportunity there but i don't I, I, just right that too because we're seeing a little bit of uh momentum on the on the approval portion of it <laughs> i just want to see how many people if there's an opportunity for our community to approve the synergy with none of us really having ever utilized the project or know anybody from it. <laughs> yeah. I don't love the idea to be honest. I mean, I think there's better ways to spend this money. Uh, if we can spend 20,000 die uh, on this thing and not to fund a media team, I don't, I don't know what to say about our dial, but <laughs> if people have, if people have strong opinions on Anata NFTs or why the DAO should have five of them, uh, I would love to. I would love to know. Let's see, hardcore requested to speak. Welcome. Oh, hardcore! You're just hanging out up here. All right. I uh, just want to finish this up quick so I can let you guys go. We have one more proposal here. External proposal, Origin Protocols OUSD for Treasury. This is not Dr. Wegme's proposal from what I understand. This is just a um, facilitation on behalf of Dr. Wegme. So appreciate that. Uh, author is Slagathor the Mammoth King. If you're in here and you would like to discuss OUSD, I do not know very much on OUSD. So I will get you up here. DM, sir. Slagor, Slag, Slagathor, sorry. Hey, can you hear me okay? Uh, yep. Awesome. So yeah, I, I was on this call, I think maybe just a week ago to discuss this proposal. Um, essentially taking a, a small portion of the idle die and growing it into OUSD would generate passive yields uh, for the treasury without having to manage a position. Um, the yield would... Uh, Right now, it would probably be around 5%, but it could range, uh, like I say, in the proposal between on the low end, 4%, on the high end, almost 200% on any given day. Um, it's, uh, it's a heavily audited, uh, solid stablecoin to, to convert into. Okay. Um, so apparently this was discussed last week. I wasn't here for that. All right. Yes. Yeah, it, uh, it it was discussed uh, pretty pretty thoroughly last week when I ran through everything. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm happy to answer any other questions uh, okay, while I'm on so, the stage sorry. here. Yeah, sorry, I was I was off there. So, I mean, are there any specific questions regarding OUSD for Treasury yields? Was that sorry? Was that directed to me, or is that the no, no? I'm asking community here. Sorry, okay. if there's any uh, burning questions from last week, just to make sure that we we've covered our bases here. I got several people typing. Uh, unrelated stuff. 
Uh, I guess I'll ask you in the meantime, are there any, you know, as someone who's putting this proposal out there, are there any risks that you see with implementing this proposal if it was to pass? It's, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be risks. Uh, yeah, of course. In, in this industry. Uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's essentially a lot of the same risks that, uh, that you would get with, with holding die. Um, I mean, smart contract risk is probably the, the biggest risk. Um, I, I guess you could argue that there might be counterparty risk. Uh, but we we get through we I pretty much go through all of like the largest risks um, in in the proposal itself and, and what we're doing to mitigate them. Um, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's very very audited. We we've done probably I don't know 10, 10 audits in the last two years on the smart contracts. We are in the middle of our eleventh right now, and we have open Zeppelin on retainer, so we're going to be doing quarterly audits. Okay. Uh, pretty much indefinitely at this point. Because the last thing we're, we want to happen is, is to have someone lose money. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so this is a OUSD for Treasury Yield. Looks like we have 1.6 million votes out of 9 million. Uh, so it's not met quorum just yet. And you still have, I believe you have till April 8th uh, for those of y'all in here to, to vote on this. Some early feedback from the, uh, this is Dr. Wagney. Some early feedback from the community is that OUSD isn't quite a good fit yet. It's, it's not on Polygon, which is a barrier. Some community members are concerned about the smart contract risk. It's up for a vote now so we can see how the community feels about it overall. Regardless of this specific proposal, we need to continue discussions on how to generate yield from our treasury and keep our DAO sustainable. Absolutely. Wise words yeah, so from Dr. Wagney. So that is, that is uh, correct. It's, it's not on Polygon. That, that's probably, I guess, the only uh, or the, the biggest blocker with making an investment like this. Um, it's, it is only on mainnet for the time being. Um, we hope to, uh, to eventually launch on Polygon and, and other L2s and sidechains, um, hopefully later this year or next year. But uh, we are only on mainnet for the time being, so you would have to convert from... Uh, Polygon back to mainnet for that investment. Um, but uh, part of the reason why we haven't yet launched on a different chain is because we were making sure that uh, everything was flawless uh, on mainnet first before, before uh, doing alternate chains. Okay. I'm sure, well, honestly, if you guys move to Polygon, I'm sure you're going to win some hearts there because we are very much uh, Polygon maxis. Uh, over on this side of the pond, uh, even though we do love Ethereum as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Polygon Max myself for, uh, for my own investing. Nice. So I, I hope it happens sooner than later. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming up here. Uh, I don't see any other really burning questions. Uh, so I think we must have done a really good job covering it last week. So, uh, yep, nothing here specific. So, yeah, I hope, hope the proposal goes well and we'll follow up on it next week. Yeah, thank you for uh, joining us here. By the way, really cool Discord name. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, folks. Uh, this I don't want to take too much more of your time. We've gone kind of over our regular time here, but we discussed a lot. A lot of clarity was brought by this meeting here today. I appreciate all 50 people sticking around and following this conversation here. Uh, we are, you know, forming the future of governance we are shaping the future of governance both in web3 and, and elsewhere so without knowing it i think we're doing something really important here and uh 
you know, we'll continue doing these meetings so long as people want us to do them. Do we have anything else? Any last announcements before we end off here for t today or tonight for some of y'all? Um, no, I just, uh, did I miss the, was there a discussion on the kinship channeling? Yeah. Or is that going to happen another time? Uh, well, there was a, I just went through the proposal. There wasn't actually a discussion on it, uh, but we can get Al up there next week to, to discuss it. I think we've had significant discussion on it uh, already, you know, yeah. Yannick and everything. I don't think there's really anything a lot more to add there besides that there's been some more clarity, which is mentioned in the proposal too. So mm -hmm. um, if there is anything to say on it, um, you know, Al or anybody can speak on it here, but, I, I don't I didn't see anything new to be honest. Yeah. They mentioned the well, risks. We'll... The, the proposal is actually really well written, um, even compared to the last one. It mentions risks and stuff in there. So um yeah, I think it's well done in terms of proposal writing. Um just trying to read some comments here. The vote. I think uh, our, our opinion, at least my opinion, personally, not it's not speaking as Pixelcraft, but I think it um, it adds a little bit of. I think I said this at the initial, well, like when it was initially created, like several months ago. Uh, I think it's an interesting idea. It's a cool trade-off. Uh, it does add some more pressure to have rarity farming seasons. That um, is a little uncomfortable, I guess. Because if we're not having rarity farming, people will be there'll be there'll be more likelihood of people kind of uh, trying to get more rarity farming that the DAO can't necessarily fund that easily. Hmm. Doctor Remy says, "Are the proposers for the kinship channeling also performing the smart contract work, UI suggestions, and educational blog posts?" Uh, yeah, no, well, I don't. I have mm -hmm. not heard from from Al or Yannick. Uh, hasn't hasn't been anything from them about implementation. Uh, so that is also kind of a bummer because something like this would be ideal for a team like uh, Yannick and his team to to maybe do. Or you know, in the future, we're not that far away from a future where people who create these kind of proposals actually need to implement them as well. We can help audit them, but yeah. if we're expecting Pixelcraft to to do all this uh, now, that it, initially it was a fairly simple proposal, but since we added in the the uh, com complexity of having like the approval, that's actually quite a bit more work to do on on all fronts: the UI front, the education front, and the smart contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it uh, it would be it would have been nice if they had asked if the proposal authors had asked for some funding to implement it, uh, taking a taking some key cue from uh, the Forge team. Yeah. So yeah, that's Dr. that's Wendy our opinion. We're we will probably do it, uh, but you're you guys are on our timeline if we're doing that. Uh, this is definitely not a 
it's passed by the DAO, so we'll allocate some bandwidth to it. Uh, but it's we've also got other kind of bigger things that we're working on. Yeah, so it looks like you know people do have some concerns around this. the The idea of the rarity farming concern, the uh, the complexity of the mechanic, implementing the mechanic, um, and so there's a few there's a few aspects here that maybe are going uncovered. And so what I would like to see maybe is well, I see I kind of agree with what what Michaelm is saying here. Maybe this passes as an idea, you know, if it passes as an idea implemented. Uh, the idea gets approved, and then you know how is it going to be implemented? Could be a subsequent proposal. Um, so maybe this one is just: Do we even want this? If the DAO votes yes, then the the second uh, proposal would mm -hmm. be to actually uh, the execution of it. So the funding for it, the actual how is it how is it going to get done, and what how is it going to specifically get implemented? Uh, Al, I can speak to Yannick about a possible implementation schedule and bring it back to the Alchemica and Research Task Force. Good feedback on the meetings mentioned, though. Yeah, this is just this is a good example of a proposal that in the future, once we have the contracts uh, that are kind of DAO owned, you wouldn't make this kind of proposal. You would that that's just a proposal by itself. You would have the code that goes along with it as part of the proposal. Um, but I guess getting to a point where you're not, where it, it might be, I guess it might be necessary because you're not even sure if the DAO wants the feature. So it's, uh, I think in, in the Aave protocol, they, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how they do that because you wouldn't want people spending a bunch of time and making a feature that's not going to get passed. There's probably, there's gotta be some, maybe a SIG prop step, I guess. and but by the time it gets from SIG prop to core prop between that time, that's when you would actually implement it. Maybe something like that. Yeah, so this this proposal doesn't really say a whole lot about implementation, um, just, this, just the idea, the idea of it being implemented. Um, yeah. So this would, I'd say there'd probably be a subsequent proposal that would have to be if this passes. Uh, have to be put up, you know, by the, the authors, Yannick, uh, you know, to say, this is how we're going to actually implement this. Uh, I agree with Dr. Wagme that this is a huge uh, kind of mechanic change and probably affects many different asset holders in our ecosystem. So probably having some sort of a marketing campaign or educational awareness campaign around this change would probably be really important uh, if we were to if we were to implement something like this. Okay. Uh, is there anything else, anything more that we have left to this, this meeting's gone a little bit longer than usual, but I think we had to discuss some things first to get them out of the way. Um, next week should be a lot more organized. Uh, love gotcha. Yeah, I believe this is two separate issues. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what we we're already talking about. Sorry. Go ahead. Code Dan. I was just going to say, um, you, you guys might have noticed in Snapshot, you can add a comment as well. So if you if you don't agree or do agree, you can add a comment next to it as you're voting as well. It's a good way to give feedback on things. Just try to keep it, you know, don't get, I've seen some comments that are a bit uh, harsh, just, you know, 
keep it friendly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can see here on my screen, uh, for those you can see my stream, uh, you can just, once you vote, you can enter your reason underneath. Uh, does the DAO want the recordings of our meetings to be released in full, the Glitter Economic Alchemica Task Force? Mm, probably wouldn't hurt. I'd love to but, see recordings. Uh, yeah. How long do they usually go for? Or like at least meeting meeting minutes. What you guys could do is just yeah, again like a like an AI observer that just writes up your meeting minutes for you at the end of your meeting, and then you just have that to publish. Yep. Yeah. First meeting is one point five hours. Second and all going forward one hour. Yeah, Musashi. Yep, just uh, if you do it in like a Google Meet or Zoom, you can use Firefly's AI. It'll record the entire thing and take notes for you. Yeah. I'm going to look for a Discord solution. I think Firefly's might work, but I'll reach out to them. I didn't see it on their supported uh, apps. Mm -hmm. So I'll see. I'll it's see probably like a web hook or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll see if there's something they can implement on their end to kind of help us out. Okay, uh, that wraps up our DAO meeting. Uh, we'll we'll continue onwards uh, next Sunday, two p.m. UTC. Appreciate everybody coming out and uh, discussing a whole array of different things going on in the DAO right now. All right, thanks, friends. Have a great Sunday. Yeah, have a good one, everybody.